Have you ever wondered whether will and desire to dig deep and lay it all on the line, or as Chumpy would say, go all in, actually comes from? Me too. So we decided to find out. And what better place to do it than with Chumpy Pullen's friends, colleagues, and competitors? I am Miff Rennie, an Aussie free skier from the south coast of Sydney. I've been gifted the chance to speak to some of the world's best athletes, coaches, and leaders on what it means to go all in and chase your own never. Making never possible starts now. Hey, I'm Ben from the Chumpy Pollen Foundation. Tini's a board member for the Chumpy Pollen Foundation, former pro snowboarder, has ridden pretty much every mountain on the planet, and one of Australia's pioneers of Australian snowboarding. He's the founder of Turn and Burn Snowboard Camps and the Readiness Camps. This conversation with Miff and Ryan goes through Ryan's journey, mindset, performance, and his pathway to going from a pro snowboarder to one of the world's most renowned snowboard coaches. We hope you enjoy this chat with Chumpy Pullen founding board member Ryan Teeny and Miff Ready. Yet another day that we have to share. My reflections of these when I appreciate what I have. So let's run out the headland. Skip stones by the river. Hey Ryan, how are you? I'm very well up in sunny Queensland at the moment, which is beautiful. Um, so, yeah, how are you? I'm good in, like, cloudy, soggy Sydney, <laughs> as always at the moment. How's the kids? Are you up there with the fam visiting everyone? Yeah, I come back and forth from the snow every week. So I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday up here, and then I fly down to Sydney and then drive to Jimmy for the weekend and do some coaching, so... Pretty full on during the winters. Yeah, it's chockers. I used to complain about being like a weekend warrior from Wollongong. <laughs> um, That's chilling. Thank you for your time and joining us on the Chumpy Pullen podcast. First, I want to start off just being like, how did you know Chump? You and Chumpy were close for a long time. So tell us your story. So myself and Chumpy, oh, Chumpy and myself are the, are the same age. So we... We grew up together sort of in different um, different arenas. I, I guess I filmed backcountry and I was pro, uh, you know, basically a content creator before there was social media. Um, and Chumpy obviously went down the border cross, border cross route. So we, yeah, we grew up. I did inter-schools against Chumpy, um, which was which was fun. I think he, I did beat him once, so I'll, I'll take that. But no yeah, way. Uh, <laughs> the best yeah. claim ever. Yeah, so I'm pretty happy about that one. So. That's actually so sick. That's pretty good. Only ever once, so uh, whatever, I'll take it. Um, and so, yeah, we yeah we sort of, obviously, once I, once we moved out of school and into schools wasn't a thing, I didn't see Chumpy for a lot of years. Like we were definitely doing on our own sort of programs. Um, and then, you know, my career sort of ended. Chumpy's was still going at the time I started turn and burn um and then uh chumpy moved up to the gold coast and i lived like 20 minutes away so we reconnected we started surfing and hanging out and then yeah long story short chumpy became my business partner and sort of ran um the sbx side of turn and burn and um so i guess we became we were always friends but we became better friends like sort of at the end of our careers 
Yeah. Awesome. Like imagine having that access to a coach. It's insane. Yeah. In a sport like and that, still, having that information. And he was still in border cross when he was coaching. So yeah, he hadn't retired at the time. So he was so knowledgeable and, you know, he only ended up getting to do one camp with us, which, you know, for those 16 border cross kids that came across that year, um, you know, obviously memories and, and learned skills for, for life from Chumpy. Um, but yeah, unfortunately we, we only got the one, the one camp with the Chump Dog. So, um, yeah, great so, for those kids. Yeah. But yeah the, the knowledge you passed down obviously will run through them forever. Yeah. Those moments are life changing though. The insight that you learn from athletes like Chumpy when you're trying to come up in sport is insane. I do it just recently started training with Nick Gepper and sitting at the dinner table with him, those like little moments that we have when we're training or we'll have a conversation about journaling or something, it is just like, so that's just like a gold mine. I can't believe they got to train with him. It's so awesome. Yeah. And even for our coaches, like, you know, Jackson Holtham, he's now yeah. an Swiss coach and, and Kobe Schultz who um, isn't coaching as much anymore but still does some stuff with Turn and Burn. You know, they got to spend a month in the same room together, just like picking his brain. And, and then, you know, obviously they've got that knowledge and and understanding too that they can pass on and sort of continue Chompy's legacy. So the motto is, as you know, being a board member, making never possible. I want to know what your never was. You've grown up as a professional snowboarder, turned into now coach. What was your never? Has it changed? Did it always feel impossible? I, I mean, I was lucky enough that I grew up in Jindabyne, which was like, you know, if anyone's gone to the snow recently, they'd, they'd know how much it is to go and stay there for just a weekend. But, you know, so I was fortunate enough that I was able to snowboard a relatively cheap in a sense. Um, but it was always, I always sort of, I didn't know, but it was almost like I never doubted myself. I always believed that I could do what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I had a lot of people say, you know, like go get an apprenticeship, like what are you doing? The classic ones that I think every snow athlete or, or sports person probably gets because only a few people make it. But I, I backed myself uh, hard and I, and I gave myself no outs and I told people what I wanted to accomplish and I went out and, and did what I – and preached what I said I would do. So I guess I backed myself into my own corner and then I, and I was able to swing out of it and I think that I put that pressure on myself and I still do it now. I, I tell people my ideas before I, you know, before I actually do them because then it gives me accountability mm. and I sort of have to follow through. Do you think that that's what was inside of you, that drive was just the fact that you – you were just driven enough to want that goal or was there like something deeper that were you inspired by someone? Like how did that come about that wanting to be a pro snowboarder? I had an, I had an idol and he was Devin Welsh. I didn't know him at the time. I just watched videos and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go ride backcountry. Obviously backcountry for an Australian is pretty, pretty rare because we don't really have those powdery conditions nor anything to really practice on. But I don't know. I just loved how free it looked and what they're up to and, um, you know, the creativity behind backcountry snowboarding is where, you know, you can go out and you have, you know, mountains of features to pick from and you can create anything you want. Uh, and that's what I liked about um, that backcountry snowboarding. But 
and I guess I didn't have an I didn't have a mentor that I knew. I, I filmed a lot with like some Aussie snowboarders. Like I guess Nick Gregory was probably one of those guys. Ryan Gardner was an Aussie filmmaker at the time, and you know they got me into the crew, and I started filming, and I realised that I loved it. Um, so I guess those guys were my inspiration, and I guess drive that got me to where I wanted to be, which was my inspiration, which was Devon Walsh that I hadn't met. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. I had a poster of like Mathilde Grimaud and all these female skiers, Devon Logan, other girls growing up. And then finally I reached a world cup and was standing next to, I was like, Oh my God, there she is. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. So I can see that for sure. Yeah. I ended up actually filming with Devon for like six years. So, That's my, so cool. became my friend, I'd go play golf with him and like, you know, it became, you know, it came to fruition. Like that's what I wanted to be. And I ended up like being on the same team as him. He ended up giving me the nod of approval to turn pro for DC at the time with, with the rest of the team. And then, you know, we became friends. So, you know, my vision stayed fairly on track from like start to finish. I mean, I, I probably, I obviously didn't want to stop snowing. That was, that was an abrupt end to that. But, you know, to how I got to where I was that, you know, a lot of hard work and dedication and, and obviously through the middle section, but I, I got there. Yeah, it's awesome. How did you do that? Did you have something as in pillars or mottos? And do you have that as a coach now as well? When you're coaching kids, is there a foundation that you coach off of? And as an athlete, did you have that same something that kept you focused? I guess for me, like my... I've been sort of wondering like where I sit and how tournament sits in the pathway and what my drive is to create better athletes. And it's not so much better athletes. I think Turnenburn's job and my job is just to make sure people fall in love with skiing and snowboarding because that's, that's the first thing. If you don't love it, you're never going to be able to take it to the elite level because of the hard work that you have to put in. So my job at my job, Purely, yes, we learn and we when we teach tricks and fundamentals and, and skills. But my job at, at the baseline is to make sure that they all fall in love with the sport. So then, if they do want to take it to an elite level, they can and they have the drive to do it because it's all about fun. It's like you know, work a day. Work, what's the saying? If you work, love what you do, you, you never job. work a day, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's true in snowboarding. It becomes work at some point. If you do want to go to the Olympics, it does become a job. So you have to make sure that you love it, love it. Yeah. You know? And I guess that's yeah. and I guess that's what I I did most during my career is I just made sure I, I love snowing. I still love it now. Like I go up there and I'm, I love learning new tricks and skills and hanging out with this whole snow community. Like that's that's home to me. So I guess just making sure it's fun and that um, and that I always love it. Yeah, that's so true. Progression, friendship, fun, it all they all come together when you're in that flow state and you're having fun with your mates. And the camp does that. I can see that from like an outsider. Clearly, I don't do turn and burn as a skier. But, um, yeah, you can see that. All the grummies, they froth off of each other. They're all bouncing and they all just progress and push each other. It's so exciting to watch. We're doing ski now, so. Are you? We're doing it. That's New so Zealand cool. will be our first on-snow ski ski which is coming up in september so pretty stoked about that epic you mentioned community before community is one of our foundation pillars we have community education environment and mental health is there one of those that resonates with you one that inspires you more than the other 
community is a big one. Like me and Chumpy were uh, talking about how do we get more people involved in the camps because myself and Chumpy would never have been able to do a camp. We, we wouldn't have had the means to do one of our camps. And that's like how many people now go under the radar that could be amazing athletes that never get the opportunity to do it. And not just the opportunity to become a, a top end athlete, but the opportunity to be just come a snowboarder or skier because you make friends for life. We've changed kids that aren't going to go to the Olympics. We've changed their lives for the better. And I mean, there's some yeah. stories I won't go too deep, but like kids lives have, have definitely been altered by the fact that they're able to have a community to go to when things are tough, they can go down and shred with their friends and sort of leave all that negativity behind. It's just like, I don't know. There's something about snow sports that, I don't know, you just go there and you're, and you're free and you're, it's just that fun element. And I don't know what it is, but there's just something there that's so powerful. And, and that's, it comes back to again, of just making sure all these kids love it and they build these friendship groups and then they, you know, they have these for life. I bump into all these kids now at the pub and stuff that I used to coach and they're all down there together. They didn't know each other before and they go down and now go shred together. Um, you know, and they've always got a home and they always come chat to me and they've always got a place to go that's safe and they can chat with us about anything. So Yeah, totally. And then, on the, and then I also am pretty heavy, heavily into like the mental part of snowboarding and um there's a synergy between both of those but um you know i had i had my battles during my career and um trying to create mental strength through sport Mm -hmm. is is a big one for me as well Totally. There's so many challenges faced as an athlete. And I think the community also ties, like they go hand in hand because it gives you a friendship, it gives you family. What book are you reading right now? Uh, what is it? I'm not reading it, but I'm listening to it. It's uh, David Goggins. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's called Get Hard or something like that. I'll look at it right now. He loves it. Can't Hurt Me can't by hurt David me. Goggins. He is a beast. So if you want to uh, go ahead and listen to that is book. Is that like a, a, a mindset book? Some, uh, he's uh, he's basically raised in a super like brutal household. He ended up becoming like a, a Navy SEAL. Um, but yeah, he oh. sets like you challenges and, and stuff like that. It's all about like mindset. Next, what is a social media influence account we should all be following? Add a little bit of positivity in our day. I listen, I watch Gary V quite a lot. I don't know. If oh you know yeah, Gary is, but he he always pops up on my stuff. I actually went and watched him live once. Um, you know, he has some good stuff. He preaches positivity and you know, sort of building everyone's tower up around you to elevate yourself, not tear everyone down, which a lot of people sort of mm-hmm. seem to do to try and elevate themselves. So, you know, he's a guy that I sort of. You know, I, I probably use a lot of what he says um, and feed it through into my, my kids that I coach. Yeah, awesome. And who should our next guest be? Next Gary guest. Gary <laughs> Yeah, Davey. Good luck with that, Riff. Yeah, good, good luck. luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign into the message request. <laughs> well, maybe Cam Bolton. I think he's, oh, yeah. he's got good some one. good stuff to say. So I think Cam would be a good one. Good one. He just did a good um, little interview. Uh, did you read that? I liked it. It talked a lot about injuries. 
Oh, I did see it, but I clicked on the link and it wasn't there. It was weird. I watched, oh. I saw that. I was looking at that last night. Mm. Gotta check that out. Rough. Yeah, have a look. It is good. Mm. It's a good read. He's a great athlete. Well, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate that. It's been great to chat Thanks. with you. Enjoy the Goldie. Thank you. I will. See you soon. Yeah. Yet another day to share my reflections of these when I appreciate what I have This podcast series was created by the Chumpy Pollen Foundation produced by Rennie Studio in Sydney and hosted by Miff Rennie The Chumpy Pullen Foundation is supported by Johnson Advisory XTM Rennie Studio Dalton Strata Burton Electric Eyewear Turn and Burn and Globe the foundation would not be possible without our sponsors. Please support them. The foundation would like to thank the Pullen family, Chris, Sally and Emma, for their ongoing support of the foundation. A special thanks to Elodie and Minnie Pullen, the foundation advisory team, our operations manager, Michelle Morgan, and the All In series host, Miff Rennie. Thank you to our special guests who give up their time to share their stories with the Chumpy audience. Be sure to subscribe to the All In podcast series on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and Google Podcasts, or via the Foundation website at chumpypollenfoundation.org. You are always my special forever keeping in the water of my tears. I'll live on.